There's a story told of a guy who did lots and lots of hunting. And he wanted to impress the guys that went out every week with him hunting. So he saved up lots of money and he, sp- he bought the most expensive hunting dog that money could buy. And he trained this dog to do many very special things. The day came, the afternoon came, he and some of his mates went out in a boat and a few ducks flew overhead. They made a few hits and the ducks fell into the water. And this guy had his very expensive dog with him and he turned to his dog in front of his friends and he started to boast a little bit. And he said to his dog, go get them, boy. And the dog hopped out of the boat, walked across the water, picked up the dead duck in its mouth, walked back across the water, hopped into the boat and dropped the dead duck at its master's feet. And the guy couldn't resist this special moment and he turned to his mates and he said to his mates, do you guys see anything special about my dog? And one guy with a droll sense of humor said, the silly dog doesn't know how to swim. (laughs) You know, Is it not true that we give Peter that sort of attitude when we come to Matthew chapter 14? And yet, let's remember that Peter was the only disciple. He was the one disciple, he was the only disciple who had enough daring, adventurous faith to step out of the boat And yet, what do we remember? We remember the fact that Peter took his eyes off Jesus. He looked at the wind. He looked at the waves. He got full of fear, and he started to sink. And Jesus had to rescue him. For a long, long time, I've been fascinated with this passage that we're going to explore for the next four or five Sunday mornings. Matthew chapter 14, 22 to 33. And I want to tell you, on many occasions, God has taken this passage of Scripture, and the Lord has got me out of the boat in this passage many, many times. I believe God's Word to us as a fellowship here in Kilkenny Presbyterian this winter is let's step out of the boat for God. And I want to tell you, there is an incredible adventure that awaits every single believer who steps out of their boat for God. Yes, the warning is there will be times of failure. But one of the incredible, amazing blessings of stepping out of your boat for God is that it's out there that you meet Jesus in a new way. It's in those times in my life when I get out of the boat that the Lord grows me spiritually. When I get out of the boat, I meet Jesus in a way that I've never, ever met Jesus before. And this is my longing for you, if you're a Christian, and for all who know and love Him as their Savior. So the challenge is, will you step out of your boat this morning for the Lord. Let me set the context here in Matthew chapter 14, 22 to 33. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, he has just performed a miracle. He has miraculously fed 5,000 men plus women plus children. 
And I want you to see something. Often after Jesus in the Gospels performs a miracle, he goes away by himself to get alone with his father to pray. And that's exactly what he does here. And meanwhile, he sends his disciples in a boat over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But as Peter and the other disciples travel by boat across the Sea of Galilee to Bethsaida on the other side, when they're about four miles out into the middle of the sea, you know what happens. Suddenly, a storm blows up. And I want us to see from this passage that this is no ordinary storm. I mean, look at the language of verse 24 there in your Bible. But the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. It was buffeted by the waves. That word buffeted, do you know what it literally means? It literally means the little boat was tormented by the waves. In fact, the storm was so severe that these guys, and remember, many of them were seasoned fishermen. They knew the Lake of Galilee like the back of their hand. These guys were only hoping to keep the boat upright. That was the one thing on their mind. Verse 25 tells us it was the fourth watch of the night. In other words, it was about three o'clock in the morning. And they weren't worrying about getting to the other side by this stage. The disciples were just worrying about staying alive. In fact, Mark, in his account of this remarkable incident, in Mark 6.48 says the disciples were straining at the oars. And the commentators tell us the word straining literally means to be in pain. Their arms were falling off them, to use that expression we would use. They were just tired, straining at the oars. They were struggling, and they were struggling big time. And at three o'clock in the morning, in the pitch dark, when they should have been at the other side, tucked up in bed, these disciples were in the middle of the sea in a fierce storm. And then, according to verse 26, one of the disciples notices something on the water. And initially, they're terrified. They think it's a ghost. But look at verse 27. Jesus says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And look at verse 28, because this is so significant for us this morning. Lord, if it's you, Peter says, tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 29, come, he replied. Don't miss this this morning. Jesus is inviting Peter. Peter, whom we love. Peter, that guy that was so impulsive out of all the disciples. The guy that was always opening his mouth and putting his foot in it. Jesus was saying, come on, Peter. Peter, just keep your eyes on me. Step out of the boat and come for the spiritual adventure of your life. Now remember, it's three in the morning, so it's pitch dark. This is the middle of the sea. There's no light around. Remember, the, the, the boat is being tossed around. This is a fierce storm. The conditions weren't too good for stepping out of a boat. And yet Jesus was saying, come on, Peter, just step out and come to me. I want to tell you, this is on my heart. 
The Lord is saying this to me this morning. Jonathan, step out of your boat. And he's saying that to you this morning. Step out of your boat. I want to hang this message this morning on two very straightforward points. Here's the first one. Look at point number one. Got it there. What is your boat called? You see, stick with the analogy for a little moment. Your boat and my boat is whatever represents safety and security to us apart from the Lord. Your boat, my boat, is whatever we trust in apart from the Lord. Your boat, my boat, is whatever's holding us back from really going for it spiritually and stepping out of our boat for God. Let me share with you this morning some boats that we're in this morning. Here's the first boat I want us to think about. And we see a name on the side of this boat. There's the name. The boat called pretense. If you're blessed with children or grandchildren, you know that at times they play and they say these words, let's pretend. Let's pretend. And you know, it's so easy to come to the Lord's house every Sunday and come into this place and to pretend spiritually. Are you in the boat called pretense? Do you remember Jesus wrote to the church in Revelation, and he said in Revelation 3, verses 1 to 6, to a church in a place called Sardis, and they were in the boat called pretense. And listen to what he says to the church in Sardis. Revelation 3, 1, 3 verse 1, you have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. They had the reputation, but they didn't have the reality. They had the pretense, but they didn't have the power. I want to ask you today, have we got that reputation? We can have a reputation as a church here of being, uh, of being, of being biblical, and that's important. A church that's evangelical, and that's important. A church that relies on God's Holy Spirit, and that's important. And we can tick all the theological boxes, and we can say amen to all those truths. Have we got the reputation, or have we got the reality? Are you in the boat called pretense? Let's pretend. Here's another boat that we can be in at times, stagnation. It's so easy as a Christian, and I'm speaking to myself, it's so easy as a Christian to get saved and stuck. And when we're saved and stuck, we find ourselves in the boat called stagnation. And there was a time when the children of Israel were in the boat called stagnation, and God's telling them to get out of the wilderness and push into the promised land. And listen to what God says in Deuteronomy 1 verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you've stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country. Israel were going round in circles spiritually. It was the same old, same old spiritually. They were in the boat called stagnation. Are you in the boat called stagnation this morning? 
can I just remind you for a little moment as I remind myself what it means to be a Christian? Listen, listen carefully. To be a Christian means to be an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, according to Romans 8 verse 17. To be a Christian means to be blessed in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 1 verse 3. To be a Christian means to be clothed with the perfect snowy white righteousness of God's Son, according to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. To be a Christian means to be indwelt with the very resurrection power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, according to Romans 8 verse 11. And in light of all that, hear me, in light of all that, my challenge is, how can we stay in the boat called stagnation? The boat called pretense, is that you? Is that me? The boat called stagnation, is that you? Is that me? Here's a third boat that lots of folks are in, the boat called fear. The boat called fear. You know, many people in Ireland today are living in the boat called fear, the fear of illness, the fear of loneliness, the fear of death, the fear of the past, the fear of tomorrow, the fear of being found out. You've probably heard preachers say this so often, but do you know what God's most repeated phrase to his people in the Bible is? Fear not. Somebody said it. Fear not. Don't be afraid. And do you know if you go through your Bible and count them up, do you know how many of them are there? 366. Do you know what that means? That means every day of the year, including a leap year day, hallelujah, is covered. So if you're struggling with fear, every day as you throw off the duvet, there's a new fear not from the Lord. And in his strength, you can overcome your fear. Isaiah 41 verse 10, the Lord says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. What is your boat? Only you can answer that question. Here's the second question as we tackle these opening verses of this passage this morning. Look at point number two. Are you going to step out of your boat for God? Let's go back into the text again and go to verse 29. Let me read to you verse 29. Look at it in your Bible. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Do you know what? We read this so often in our Bible, and we just gallop on to the next verse. I just want us to think about what this literally involved. I wonder, was this how it happened? Remember, three o'clock in the morning, pitch dark. The boat is tossing around in the middle of the sea, and Peter goes to the edge of the boat. He puts one leg over the side and then the other leg over the side. He lowers himself down on his bottom on the side of the boat. 
and he puts his right foot down. And stay with me, he puts his right foot down and he becomes the first sinful human being to literally walk on water. Wow. And then he puts his left foot down, and again, the water becomes solid. And he takes a step, and another step. And all the time, Jesus is looking there. And I believe Jesus had a big smile on his face, that sort of smile that says, come on, you can do it. Do you remember when your children started to walk, and they took that first step? You smiled at them, and you held out your hands, come on, you can do it. And Peter literally abandoned himself to the Son of God. Isn't that amazing? But you know what is even more amazing? The Lord today, the 7th of November, 2021, he is still calling believers to step out of our boats for him. The only way to real spiritual growth, the only way to dynamic faith is to step out and walk with God. I'm convinced that many Christians discover their calling when they step out of the boat. Many Christians, you've heard their testimonies, they were saved, and maybe they were in the boat called stagnation for years, and then God gives them a huge nudge, so to speak, and they get out of the boat And as they get out of the boat, they discover God's calling for their lives. Do you remember there was a guy in the Bible who walked with God, didn't even die, called Enoch? Here was his testimony. Uh, Genesis 5, 24, Enoch walked with God. God was a delight to Enoch, and Enoch was a delight to God. Hand on heart this morning, professing Christian, are you walking with God? Is God a delight to you, and are you a delight to God? But why did Peter get out of the boat? Let's dig in behind these verses. Why did he get out of the boat? I know it was his nature. He, he, was, he was full on, as we would say. He was that sort of guy. If Jesus looked for a volunteer, his hand would be up first. He was always opening his mouth. He was just going for it all the time. He was so impulsive. But according to this passage, that's not the reason why he got out of the boat. Notice something carefully in verses 28 and 29. Peter says, verse 28, Lord, tell me to come to you. Verse 29, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Do you see what the NIV is drawing out? He came to Jesus. Lord, tell me to come to you. He wanted to be where Jesus was. He wanted to be close to Jesus. He wanted to be intimate to Jesus. I have to tell you this morning, the times in my Christian life when I've been closest to the Lord was when I got out of the boat. And I reckon many of us can say amen. That's true of us as well. How many Christians can say, it was that time in my life when I got out of the boat and boy, wasn't Jesus close. Didn't I know the intimacy and the blessing of his presence? 
You know, let me say this this morning. When you get out of the boat, you're never quite the same again, spiritually speaking. I came from Ballycastle, the very top of Ireland. You, you fall off Ireland. When you go any further, you fall into the sea. Uh, and there, there was lots of boats. And it's lovely to walk around the harbor and look at boats in the harbor. But boats are not built to stay in the harbor. And I want to tell you, believer, the Lord wants to take you out of your depth in God. Do we dare to step out for God? But I know how some of you are thinking because I think this way as well. Let me tell you what's going through your mind right now. Not that I'm into reading people's minds, but I'm going to guess this. Here's my guess, what you're saying right now. This is what some people are saying here. But if I get out of the boat, what happens if I mess up? What happens if I sink? Well, look at verse 30. When Peter saw the wind... He was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Yes, folks, don't miss this. Peter did sink. He did fail. He did get it wrong. But there was two things that Peter knew that the other disciples never knew. Peter, Peter knew the absolute thrill of walking on the water. And he knew the absolute thrill when he cried out when he was sinking, Lord, save me. The Lord saved him. And the other disciples back in the boat never had that experience. Failure can well be part of the job description of getting out of the boat. I say that again. Failure can, might well be part of the job description of getting out of the boat. But look at these words that come up on the screen. Surely the worst failure is not to sink in the waves. The worst failure is never to step out for God. I don't want to go through life and on the last day, and I believe Christians as well as non-Christians will be judged on the last day. On the last day when I meet the Lord, I don't want to say, Lord, I didn't get out of the boat. I want to say, Lord, on the last day, Lord, there was times I've sunk in the water. There was times I failed miserably. But Lord, for the sake of your glory, I got out of the boat. Is this connecting with anybody's heart this morning? Is there a hunger to step out of your boat? Is there a hunger to step out for God at the end of 2021? We'll never live through these days again. We will never live through days like this again. And I believe the King of Heaven needs His church to get out of the boat and walk with Him as we have never walked with Him before. Are you going to step out? Are you going to stop in? Which is it going to be? Stepping out or stopping in? The boat called Pretense. Been there. I can tick that box. Preachers pretend, you know, as well as people that sit in pews. The boat called Stagnation. I can tick that box. The boat called Fear. I can tick that box. 
But I am humbly thankful to the Lord, so humbly thankful that I'm endeavoring to step out of the boat. Will you join me and go for the spiritual adventure of your lifetime with Jesus? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for Peter. And thank you, Lord, that Peter was the only disciple that stepped out of the boat. And Lord, forgive us for when we remember his failure rather than how you blessed him. And Lord, you blessed him by enabling him to walk on the water. You grew him that day. And Lord, you blessed him by the fact that when he cried out, Lord, save me, you saved him. And Lord, I pray that you'll give us the spiritual nudge that we need this morning. Lord, if we're in the boat called pretense, if we come to church and we're just playing, let's pretend everything's fine when it's not fine. Lord, get us out of that boat. If we're in the boat called stagnation, Lord, get us out of that boat. Lord, if we're in the boat called fear, get us out of that boat this morning. Because, Lord, it's only out on the waters that we meet Jesus in a new way. It's only out in the waters that you grow us spiritually. It's only out of the waters that we discover our ministry. Lord, on the last day, we don't want to hang our heads and say, Lord, I hid in the boat with my life jacket on. Lord, we want to go for it. Lord, it's too late in world history to hide in the boat. Jesus is coming again. Time is short. And Lord, we want to get out of our boats and go for God. Lord, will you write these truths indelibly upon our hearts. And Lord, may we not leave this uh, service this morning saying, that's a great passage. But may we leave this service saying, Jesus is a great Savior. And today was the day I stepped out of my boat and got to know Jesus in a whole new way. Lord, please answer prayer. And Lord, help us to step out for God. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.